Hello and welcome to Flotsam, a role-playing series about rats surviving in a mysterious sinking city. Four rats with fragmented memories of being something else have found their way to the mysterious city of Flotsam. Here they've been told they must find work in the next week or be cast outside the city. They've set off to various parts of the city to see what they can find. Vern to Lanternside, Reg to the Smoke, and Enid has decided to follow Gentry. Episode 4, Lanterns and Smoke. Okay, let's start with Reg. So, Reg. Okay. You wander on your own for the first time through um, the yards. Your first thing, of course, is to figure out where... Uh, the smoke is. Yes. You could take a guess based on the fact the fog is much thicker and full of sort of smoky trails over in that direction. Kind of, you you wander along the the dockside towards, let's say, the left hand end of the dock as you're looking at to see. You've been at the right hand end of the dock, um, or you could ask somebody. Well, I will head in that direction. Uh, I'll I'll probably stop and ask somebody for uh, rough directions to the, to the smoke. Just just okay, to double check. Look at you in a. a very kind of peculiar way and gesture up in that direction thank you yeah carry on that way then yeah you're aware of their gaze as you as you carry on up the street yet yeah, that's obviously a question that people don't ask very often i guess everybody knows where it is interesting so uh yes off you go um now there is a uh, set of steps up from the harbour sort of winding steps at this end of the harbour um stone slabs which are slightly slick with uh, presumably the fog and uh, a series of of lanterns and you're noticing these lanterns all the way along uh, with your interest in mechanisms and your interest in the in the ember it looks like they the light coming from them is the same color as the ember um, but it doesn't look like the chunks that uh, that you've encountered before um, it looks like it's some sort of smaller thing in the okay, center interesting. so there's obviously some sort of adaptation going on here uh, but yeah you, you work your way up the steps um, the steps are um, pretty big um, they, they're, they're really difficult to clamber up, but um, somebody has put like little mini steps in between, if that makes sense. Oh, helpful. And so it's like they were built for something else um, and, and then have kind of been adapted. Yeah. Um, and there are bits, as you walk up here, you realise that there are bits of architecture which look a bit like that. So there's the remains of a tunnel-style bridge, you know, a curved-style arch mm. off to your right, uh, which just juts out and then stops, um, like it's cut off, the end of it kind of ruined, as if there was some sort of highway that passed over the top of you here. It it was a really, really big street or road, whatever it was, but all that's left is just that arch there hanging broken. It looks very old and the stonework is crumbling. Okay. And there are other little signs of that as you pass up. Is It's obvious that this town wasn't planned, really. It's more um, there have been a series of ruins in amongst those ruins the rats have constructed houses and they've constructed houses very much on a, a Victorian or, or, or European style uh, with uh, beams and plaster and stone uh, but the, the houses are as I said pretty crude and um, the buildings are all slightly tumble down or, or slightly odd angles and it all nestles within whatever this larger structure once was so you're, you're heading upwards now um, away from the docks below you um, and the, the fog if anything is thicker up here uh, and you start to smell a, a, a tang on the air kind of oil um, tang on the air um, oil and smoke mm. um, uh, machinery um, and at the top of the steps 
um, is uh, another arch-type bridge, but this time it's complete, um, and uh, it looks like a, a gateway. Um, there are uh, guards, uh, and they are very clearly guards because they're wearing uh, gleaming metal breastplates, uh, and uh, they have um, helmets which are, they look like the sort of helmets that horse guard wear, if you know what I mean, a, a kind of conical affair. Okay. Um, and again, they're slightly um, battered, but they are um, holding uh, what look to your eyes like rifles. Um, so they are um, standing either side, not in a um, I am a formal guard kind of position at all, more more lounging and occasionally talking to passers-by. It doesn't look like they're stopping yeah. people. It doesn't look like they're... Uh, this is a kind of cordon you have to get through. There are carts going through all the time. There are people walking through all the time. But this is clearly some sort of border or boundary. Right. I shall... Uh, I wander up to one of them and say, Excuse me. Um, I'm a foundling. I'm looking for work. Where should I head? Hmm. Right, you're looking for work, are you? Uh, looks you up and down. You're a bit small. You, you won't be in the guard. No, no, I'm good with machines. That's why I came to the smoke. Right, well, just just gestures behind him. Smoke's through there. Go and see what you can find. Okay. I was hoping for a little more direction than that, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go in and see what I can see. What I can see. Are there lots of... Uh, is it like one massive... Uh, kind of factory or is it lots of little individual businesses or no you go through that gateway and it opens out into uh i guess guess the best way to describe it is a valley um although you can only see so far because of the fog but the ground falls away a little in front of you you can see lots of clumps of buildings Uh, there generally they're a lot bigger than the ones you saw at the docks although there were warehouses down here there are quite long buildings here um of that victorian uh, sort of shape, the Victorian factory shape, um, brick and stone. Um, again, though, they're all slightly slapdash. Um, uh, there are chimneys jutting up from them, the smoke coming out of chimneys. You can hear um, clattering, you can smell oil, uh, you can smell coal dust, you can smell um, burning wood. Um, and these things are uh, a bunch of them are immediately in front of you kind of down the hill a little bit Um, but the other side of the valley uh, you can see the projection of quite big chimneys um, against the sky Uh, you can't make out the building very clearly just because of the fog Um, there is glowing light in there Um, there is the glowing light of fires in various places Um, there are uh, lanterns uh, all through the fog you can see little pinpoint um, glows um, all, all the way through the valley. Okay, uh, I shall wander down the hill, taking it all in. And uh, uh, Kindlers—that's who I was looking for. Kindlers. Um, I wander down there, look for any evidence of uh, any of these um, establishments that are working with the Ember. Okay. There are signs on uh, the various buildings. The signs are uh, the sort of signs, again, you'd see in something like a a Victorian um, town. There are um, short forms of of family names, and and there are all sorts of different trades here. And you're wandering through, looking backwards and forwards at these these, um, different buildings. There is nothing obvious that says, Kindlers, (laughs) on a big sign anywhere. Most of the places... Uh, you can hear 
work going on in, in all of them and people calling to each other. So you can hear the clattering of hammers on metal. Um, most of the places have uh, at least ember lanterns out of the, out the front. Um, so it's hard to tell whether anybody's specifically working with ember. You don't see, for example, somebody pushing around crates of crystals or anything like that. In fact, the, the, there isn't really anything like that. But you can tell that people are using it, but whether they're working with it is a different matter. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I might pop my head into one of the um, workshops and uh, ask them if they know where the Kindlers are. Okay, uh, this is a foundry of some sort. There's, uh, there are people in the back working with crucibles. Um, there are uh, people in aprons and with, uh, or rats in aprons with heavy goggles. When I say people, in general, I mean rats. And uh, one of them um, approaches you, kind of pair of tongs in his hand. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm trying to find the Kindlers. Right. Uh, Kindlers. Which? Who? Who are you looking for? Oh. Uh, I don't know. I'm a foundling. I'm. Uh, I'm looking for work. And, oh. Uh, oh. I've... oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Oh, you're looking for work with the Kindlers. Well, I don't know. But <laughs> do they not? Do they not offer work? Well, yeah, they do. But uh, it's it's a it's a difficult trade to get into. You have to really know your stuff, and I, I doubt they take a foundling. Um, but oh, right. you, you can ask. I mean. Uh, you could ask up at the uh, uh, up at the candle factory, um, which is he, he gestures um, up the hill. But security is really tight up there, and honestly, my feeling is they'd probably turn you back. Um, you might go and talk to uh, uh, some of their uh, factors um, over on Lantern side, maybe. But um, I, I think you're probably setting your sights rather high, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, if you're a foundling, you probably don't know any of this works. I mean, what what sort of work are you looking for? What what can you do? Well, I'm good with engines, and so and I've got experience uh, building a makeshift engine using Ember. Right. Um, well, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, good with engines, eh? Uh, yeah. Uh, hang on. And he heads towards the back, and there's a shouted exchange between him and and, and one of his mates, and uh, he takes a a scrap of wood and uh, scribbles something on it with a, a piece of charcoal which was behind his ear. Here, here take this down to, uh, if you head three uh, roads along that way, take a right, take a left, there is a row of smaller buildings there. Um, and in the third building along, uh, you will see uh, there's a bunch of uh, carts and things out the front of there. Um, and the, there's a, a chap there works with engines of various sorts. Uh, I think that his uh, apprentice took sick, so maybe he needs a bit of help. That's great. Writes, he, he writes down uh, a name on the, the piece of paper. That, that name is Mr. Bilton. All right, best of luck. Thank you very much. I shall uh, take his little affidavit and uh, uh, follow his directions. Okay. And off you go. Three streets down. Um, let's cut to Enid. Enid, are you trying to stay out of sight of our friend Gentry? I am. Okay. Uh, I believe you have some sort of skill that... Uh, Yes, my part of the scenery stealth. Okay, so um, he is not particularly concerned about you uh, or about being followed at the moment. He's really just taking in the place. Um, 
so I am going to say that it is uh, difficulty six to avoid catching his eye um, and with your part of the scenery I'm going to give you a plus four so it should be pretty easy <laughs> jinx it thanks oh two <laughs> just the skills are rusty. Okay, there's a moment, uh, a horrible moment, where, where you think he spotted you, but otherwise uh, you follow him. Um, just sort of keeping yourself as part of the crowd and every so often turning aside to a to, a, to look in a shop window, that kind of thing. Um, he is heading down towards what looks like um, one of the taverns on the dockyard front. Um, not the drop of dew, but it looks like a some, somewhat rougher establishment. Um, uh, there are uh, already raised voices in there. Um, he steps up to the door, looks left, right, um, and uh, takes off his hat and ducks in there. I check around just just to make sure there's nobody else looking and following, and I uh, very casually slip in behind another group of people who are just about okay. to go in. You slip in, head into the bar. It's pretty busy. Um, there's, um, oh, indeed, there is some shouting in here, but there's also um, laughter. Um, whether this is a night shift, maybe, who got off and, uh, and are now uh, celebrating, or, or quite why people are in this inebriated at this time of day, it's hard to tell. Um, but Gentry is headed uh, over to the bar, um, and appears to be having a quite low conversation with uh, the barman, who's a, a thick, heavy-set rat. Uh, I keep an eye out to see if uh, there are any drinks <laughs> going spare. Uh, just, just that that somebody is set down. Okay. okay. Um, and uh, and just sort of nestle myself in a in a group of. If of you people. are going to try that thing with the drink without anybody noticing, again, I think you have another trait to bring to bear on that. I do the, the ah, cup okay, cup purse. Yeah, yeah, would I, that I think work? that would probably work. Or the knows how to make, how to make do. If I'm mixing two drinks, make something yeah, particularly delicious. Yeah, I think with delicious. a co combination of those, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to make you roll. You need the cocktail, mate. I'm not going to make you, you yeah. roll for anything. The idea of picking up a finished or probably finished drink rather than stealing somebody's drink in progress, you can probably go with fine. So you find yourself a. a, a a mostly empty drink, um, and um, you settle yourself. Um, are you trying to talk to these people around you, or are you just kind of... No, no, I'm trying to look like like I'm supposed to be there, uh, but not like I'm waiting for somebody to come back. Like, I'm sure. perfectly okay. comfortable. All right, you huddle down, and you see um, Gentry talk to the barman, the barman nod, um, and actually Gentry reaches his hand over at one point, and something changes hands. Um, you're not sure what, because he didn't really have anything, as far as you know. And uh, then the, the barman kind of gives a, a, a come-hither gesture, and the two of them um, disappear towards the back, and the barman lifts what looks like a, uh, a leather curtain that's a temporary door, if you like, um, and, and directs Gentry through, and Gentry heads through into the back. Uh, bustle my way up to the bar and hop up on a seat. All right. What can I do for you? Hello, love. Oh, busy in here tonight. Uh, afternoon, but yep, yeah, always busy in here. What can I do for you? Oh, have you got anything interesting today? Interesting? What you mean to eat? To eat? To drink? Oh, either. What would you have? Well, 
I'll probably have some of the salmon, uh, I suppose. It's been boiling away today. It's uh, got a nice spice over it, but all right, I'll get you a, a bowl of salmon soup if you want. Well, that would be lovely, sweet. And and if you would like one, feel free. Oh, I've eaten, thank you. Oh. All right. You see, he is Got looking a... at you a little suspiciously. Um, <laughs> it's not quite clear why. Uh, but uh, he, he sticks his uh, sticks his head through a door at the back. So, soup. Thanks very much, love. I hop down from the bar and and look around for the most rowdy-looking people in there. Okay, there are a bunch of dock workers um, all um, playing some sort of game at the back, um, which looks like they're, they've got coins um, on the edge of the table and are playing some sort of game where you shove coins across the table and there's shouting and complaining and um, accusations of cheating um, and, you know, just general banter. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I bustle my way into the crowd just behind, slightly behind one okay. of the people doing the shoving. Um, and I wait for him to about to go for a shove. Uh, and I, I sort of position myself so there's the guy doing the shoving, yep. there's somebody behind him, mm-hmm. and then there's me. Okay. And just as he's about to go for a shove, I pretend that I've dropped something and go, oh! And very heavily knock into the guy next to me that so that he shoves the shover <laughs> okay what are you trying to achieve out of this i'm trying to cause a fight <laughs> right yeah. right okay <laughs> you you um you duck down uh, grab a non-existent thing off the floor um smacking into the um uh, the, the woman next to you who's got a uh, a drink uh, in her hand and as you do that um, she lurches sideways to save her drink smashes into the person who's trying to do the push uh, who um, was perhaps more precariously balanced than anybody expected um, uh, as he shoves forward and falls off his chair um, the coin goes spinning into the air um, and there was a moment of silence uh, and then a moment of arguing um, and uh, the the guy who's fallen over scrambles to his feet turns around um, shoves his uh, nose towards the uh, the the shovey and starts haranguing her and she starts gesturing with a pint spilling some of that and it yeah and you duck back out of the way I duck out of the way um, the the things that they're shoving on the table are they coins yeah low denomination but yes okay uh, in in the hubbub and the and the fight I'll just pocket one of those but then look out of the door as somebody's leaving and point and very loudly go he just stole your coin okay I'm going to want to roll for this I'm going to roll for this do you have a trait you think you could bring to bear on this this is faking it rather than uh, rather than being stealthy I think it I think I think it would be kind of part of the cut purse trait isn't it diverting attention while you're doing a thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, uh, it might be balanced with your part of the scenery thing. You're now trying to draw yeah. attention to yourself. I'm trying uh, to draw I'm... attention to somebody else. I'm trying to stay well no, no, out of uh, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I will say that to get the effect you want and not having people focusing on you is going to be a 7. Uh, I'm going to give you a 
plus hmm, a plus two. Oh, oh no! <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. Come on, come on. Ten. Ah. Yes. That is a complete success. You can narrate exactly what you want from this <laughs> bit of scene. Okay, so I swiftly pocket the coin off the side of the table and point as a as a rather scruffy looking chap exits the bar on his daily business and points at him and goes, Oh, he just stole your coin to the man who's starting the fight. Okay, and then what happens? Uh, and the guy and the guy at the door turns around and went I, 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 I didn't I didn't do that I didn't do I didn't take anything and the most god almighty fight starts between him and the guy who was shoving and everybody starts weighing in backing up different sides of it causing a real row um the bartender notices this and it looks like his bar is going to get trashed as the level of this argument ramps up and up and up. And as he comes out of the bar brandishing some sort of weapon to uh, presumably start calming the situation down, I slip back behind the bar and through the flaps to follow Gentry. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> well, we'll come back to you. <laughs> We'll we'll come back to you in a moment. What's Verna up to, Jay? So Verna's headed to Lantern Side because um, he's just got an inkling of where there's money, there's also trouble and corruption, and he wants to see what he can uh, what he can unearth. He's okay. not particularly looking for legal employment necessarily. Okay, fine. Um, you uh, ask around, and uh, again for, with some. Rather funny looks. You start your way up to Lantern Side. You're actually on the right side of the dock for it. Um, there is again a, uh, a stairway up here, um, a big set of steps, um, much narrower. Well, you, you haven't seen the other one, obviously. Um, only, <laughs> only Rage has. But you've got a narrow set of winding steps um, that wind up the uh, the cliff face behind the docks here. Um, kind of cut into the the, the, the cliff. Uh, they widen out in some places, uh, and in those places there might be a uh, a little bench or places to sit down and uh, and look. Um, but in general, there's this winding set of steps all the way up. It takes a bit of while, a bit of puff as you uh, get to the top, and then um, you're standing on on top of um, a rise at the top of the cliff. To your left, there is what looks like a a lighthouse something some structure like that although it, it, there's no light from it at the moment but a, a sort of little round tower at the end and then below you um is uh, a another inlet um from the seafront um this inlet um is quite craggy compared to the dockside you've just come up from um, and it's quite shadowed and dark and you realize um, that it is that there is a cave at the far end of that, uh, and this set of steps is leading uh, along um, the top of this little headland that effectively you're on. And I say headland; it's not really an island. There's still buildings all around you, um, but you head along there for a little uh, distance, um, and then you 
uh, thread down a little bit towards that cave entrance and into a tunnel into the rock. And at the point where you head into the tunnel, this isn't the cave itself, this is sort of above the cave, um, there, again there are um, a, uh, a, a number of guards now. Um, this, rather than sort of two of them guarding it, there is a, a little guard house here. But again, they're happy with people coming and going through here. Um, they're not trying to stop anybody. And they seem relatively relaxed. They're wearing the same sort of breastplates that Reg has already seen and helmets. Uh, and people are strolling backwards and forwards. Uh, you wouldn't say this has become an incredibly posh selection of people or anything like that um you uh, you would you, you do notice that it's not just dock workers there are uh, the normal sort of inhabitants you would see in a victorian or edwardian town so you're, you're seeing a few more waistcoats you're seeing um a few more hats but really it's it's ordinary folks rather the, than the incredibly posh or rich and they're coming and going and exchanging and sort of trades people going in and out and some of the dock workers going in and out but inside that tunnel you can see a long row of uh, ember lights okay um <clears throat> so i'm gonna do my best to smarten up the the rags that i've got on you know neatly tucking my shirt inside my trousers maybe maybe buttoning up my jacket slightly to look as presentable as i possibly can um and as i'm gonna walk through the tunnel um and discover what's on the other side okay you can feel the guards eyes on you as you go through but again they're not stopping anybody um but there you go you walk into the tunnel um it's quite wide and you realize as you start hitting through that there are um little uh uh, little niches off either side where people have set up things like a tobacco stall um, and uh, although actually that doesn't look like tobacco but they're selling things to smoke hmm that's a bit odd um, you certainly can't smell tobacco as you go past but yeah there's some sort of cigar like huh okay um, but um, and there, there's, there's uh, somebody else selling um, dried fish. There's some, you know, it's a little market as you go through, just a small one for, for passers-by. Um, and you come out of the other side into a bigger space. Um, and it, yeah, here you are. Uh, it looks like you're up on one side of the cavern below. So it looks like the the headland there's a narrow piece of water that goes in probably too narrow for half of the boats you saw out in the docks um, and here um, it, it turns into a cave and you're up on a, a, a walkway up a, a street on one side of the cave and below you are buildings uh, and on the other side of the cave rising up quite higher buildings and there are bridges stretching across the cave and there are lights everywhere um, there are the, the, the gold uh, yellow um, ember light um, everywhere along it um, so it's a, a completely bustling cluster of buildings all set along the sides of the cavern uh, all kind of piled on top of each other um, uh, cobbles under your feet bridges everywhere uh, and below it all water um, leading into the darkness and you can see that there are uh, maybe small boats on the water below it's all quite dark apart from the the light the, all the ember lights everywhere but the, uh, uh, the there is no sky here sounds gorgeous um are there still sort of people milling around me toing and froing 
Yes, yeah, there are people walking down the streets doing the things that they do on the streets. Okay. It's a, a relatively um, busy, bustling um, high street, I suppose, this, this bit that you're on now. Uh, and uh, the, there are people carting small carts around with uh, uh, boxes on. There are uh, people out for a stroll. There are um, workers working on some of the buildings. You know, it's a, it's a busy street. Okay. Um, so I'd like to, to look around um, and kind of spot either you know someone pushing a cart or a seller of any wares nearby that looks looks the most approachable slash susceptible to Vern's charm shall we say um, and wander over and start talking to them okay um, when you say susceptible to Vern's charm are you looking for somebody you can persuade to give you information or are you uh, looking for somebody to swoon and fall into your arms. What are you? What are you looking for? Somebody who basically looks meek and feeble and will tell me what I want to know. Okay. Um, there is uh, a young rat who has just paused, um, having been hauling what looks like quite a heavy cart uh, full of sacks, um, and has has stopped, set it down, looks really tired, and has just sat back on on the cart. Um, and he's uh, massaging one of his feet. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so I'll walk walk over, uh, very friendly. Uh, excuse me, uh, youngling. Oh, oh, sorry, sir. Stands up. I, I didn't mean to uh, to shirk. Oh, it kind of takes in your clothing a bit and realizes you're not quite as posh as all that. Uh, yeah. Uh, how, how, can I help you? You look like you've. Uh had a busy day. Well, I have to say it's uh, my fourth time up the hill today and, oh, <laughs> you know, it's not light. And what brings you up and down this hill so often? Coal. Hmm, coal. Now, I'm, uh, I'm new to town. Uh, I'm wondering where you might direct a man who has a particular set of skills in business. Ah. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't quite take your meaning. You, 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 you want a market or something? I'd like to know where your local business district is. I got a set of skills available for the right kind of person. Uh, business? What, what, what sort of business do you mean? I mean, uh, you, did you mean kind of working on? Did you mean something like the smoke? I mean, I'm not quite sure what you're looking for. Sorry. Uh, business well, district. I mean, what sort of business are you in? I'm in all kinds and any kind of business. I have a particular set of skills when it comes to trading, selling, encouraging development in business opportunities, shall we say. Anyone who who might be inclined to need such a resource. Oh, you mean like a salesman? That sort of thing? That's the one. Right. Well, um, I suppose you could ask in some of the shops along... Uh uh, along Short Street, I suppose. Um, um, I mean, it depends, you know, looks you up and down. What sort of trading you want to do? I mean, maybe somebody needs a hand out in the market, but uh, honestly, without... Uh, do people get jobs just selling anything? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you were a grocer or something, that would be that would be something, but, but yeah. Uh, you'd be surprised when a man of my experience can turn his hand to... You know, you know, I know what you remind me of. 
I know what you could do. And uh, what's that? Well, uh, you, you you could go down to Jubilees. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in fact, now I think about it, you're exactly like that. You could go down to Jubilees and you could um, uh, you could sell their stuff. Jubilees, huh? Are they on Short Street as well? No, no, no. Uh, they're along the hangar. Along the hangar, okay. Anyone in there I should uh, introduce myself to in particular? Oh, I, I think they'll get the measure of you very quickly. Hmm. All right. It's just down the down, down the hill there. Uh, so if you go down down yeah down, no that street there uh, down there um, on your left leads to Short Street, uh, but don't go that way. Go right uh, two streets down, and you'll be right by the waterside, and you'll see uh, Jubilees. There's lights at the front. Well, thank you, little one. If it pays off, there'll be coin in it for you. Uh how are you going to know where I am? Oh, um, I got a feeling I could find you quite easy. I, I'm not that little, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jubilees, that's that's one for you. I've I've seen people like you selling their wares plenty of times. All right, thank you. And I kind of give him a nod and and start to move off. Okay, <laughs> off you go. Um, so <laughs> I I want to head towards Jubilees, but right. I want to keep. I don't trust a thing he's just said. Um, so on my way there, they probably sound like the people that I want to get employment with, but I'm not sure they might not break my legs before I get there. Um, so as I walk through sort of the, the, the streets, um, I just want to keep a little weather eye out, if I can hark back to the prologue, in case there's any kind of pole or nice little bit of wood <laughs> I, can, I can tuck inside my belt. Something phallic to put something in your trousers. Something phallic to, put in, to put in my trousers, exactly, in it. Um, just something to give myself a little bit of extra should something go wrong when I get to Jubilees. Okay, if there's something you around. Could, you could easily find a shapely rock um, to pick up, um, if, that's, if that's good enough. Uh, if not, you could maybe uh, uh, half-inch half a... a um, uh, one of the builder's tools as you pass? Yes, I, I will attempt to half-inch a builder's tool. So that means that, that having Stop started it. off having started <laughs> off with uh, uh, with having wood and a pole, now you're going for a tool. This is That's, yeah. that's correct. I'm, I'm playing phallic bingo. Okay. Do you want us to step out <laughs> for a minute? Do you need some time? These are just words that people use. <laughs> All right, uh, let's have a uh, quick attempt to filter builder's tool without them noticing. Um, I'm going to make that a five difficulty. Okay, I don't have any... No, all my skills attract attention. That's not really very good. Okay. <gasps> I can't see it from here. What is it? It's a five. It's a five. Oh, that was a close one. <laughs> all right, uh, yeah, you half-inch. What sort of thing are you looking for? Uh, a nice, sturdy wrench. A nice sturdy wrench. Okay, you can you can find yourself a wrench and drop it into your inside pocket. Cool, uh, perfect. So off you go. Um, so this street that you're walking on, the the, the first one you started with, um, now you've got into the main cavern of Lanternside itself. You can see uh, there are a row of uh, shops to your right, which are um, I wouldn't say luxury, but but. Um, reasonable everyday stuff so things like um, uh, clothes sellers um, and uh, general stores and, and, and that sort of thing um, as you go off down the hill um, there's more uh, more residential um, uh, buildings uh, and occasional things like that building there is quite quite 
um, forbidding looking thing. It's a three cornered building on the corner of one of the streets. Uh, it's got very high walls and very small windows um, and a very wide uh, cart entrance. Uh, you notice as you go down um, a cart going into that with uh, two very, um, uh, how, do I, how do I put this? Um, uh, two shapes on it which look like they could be people under blankets. Uh, but anyway, you pass that by down the hill um, and see that there are several parallel streets uh, that then wander all over the place a little bit, but just they start as several parallel streets along the cavern. Uh, it appears that the hangar, um, when you ask a couple of people, is the one that runs right along the waterfront at the bottom, and there are some quite bright lights along this street. Uh, and you walk along it looking for jubilees. Everybody seems perfectly friendly. Um, again, it's it's slightly moved up from the the docks in terms of uh, in terms of what people are wearing. There's the occasional flash of jewellery, that kind of thing. Um, but it's not posh. It's by no means posh. It, it is uh, lower to middle class, I would say. Um, and uh, you pass a. A number of tavern fronts um, which appear to be uh, open and people are in drinking um, or eating but there's nothing rowdy particularly going on um, and Jubilees when you find it and there are bright lights around it um, and they're not all that ember color um, there are um, different colored lights uh, around the building different colored lanterns in windows um, and when you get there it says the Jubilee theater along the front Hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> is there anybody at sort of out? Can I see any activity at the Jubilee Theatre? There is uh, somebody at the front changing one of the uh, playbills. Okay. Um, so is the building um, covered on on both sides? And is, does it have buildings next to it on both sides, or is there any way to get a, around it uh, behind it, it to the side? Uh, there are short alleys to either side, but um, you've noticed as you're walking along, because all of this stuff is built against a, a big slanting rock face behind it, the alleys don't really go anywhere. Occasionally they have steps up to the street above, um, but with this one, uh, the, the, the alley that you pass to the side of the Jubilee, it looks like there might be a side door down there, um, but the alley is a dead end. Okay, and there's no nothing happening in the alley, no people? No, no. Or rats? No. no. Hmm. Oh, front door, side door, front door, side door. The street carries on after this, um, and then it splits at a bridge, and a bridge goes left over the uh, over the cavern here, uh, and then carries off the other side. And you see more bright lights further on. Okay. All right. Why not? Well, this is Vern, so we'll wander straight up and um, try and get the attention of the the chap changing the uh, the playbill. It's a, a chapess, actually. Okay, um, the chapess. Uh, she is in uh, shirt sleeves. She has a, a, a paste brush um, and is uh, peeling off the remains of one poster and um, putting up the, uh, another poster. Um, uh, sees, sees you as you sort of sidle up by the, uh, by the ladder that she's uh, leaning on. All right. Hi there. Is this uh, the Jubilees? You can't read, can you? Well, I do my best. I just like to make sure I'm in the right place. Yes, yeah, it's Jubilees. What can I do for you? I met a young man uh, shuffling coal up the hill. Said I should come down here and talk to you fine folk. Oh, oh all right. Um, 
puts the paste brush in a, a hanging um, bucket and, and clambers down the uh, uh, the ladder. What can I do for you? So I'm going to extend my hand out and offer it to shake. Um, I'm uh, I'm Vern Weston, a new foundling here in Lantonside. All right, I'm Essie. Um, and he sent you down here for, for wiving? Well, I have a set of skills he thought might be of interest to you folk. Are you an entertainer, then? Well, I have a way with words, you could say, but my skills are more to do with... Mm, business development. Oh, right. All right. Oh, no, that's 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 all right. No problem. Uh, whew, uh, are you free? I mean, are you? You mean right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do I cast? No, no. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, if you can, uh, you can bring in the punters. Um, obviously, you'll get paid. Uh, but are you free to work today? I'm free all day. All right. One moment. One moment disappears into um through a door into the theater and you kind of look around at the theater it's it's clearly closed right now but maybe in the process of opening up um it's pretty big actually this this front area um the playbills are uh, mostly the sort of things you'd find at a music hall rather than a theater so um um, musical acts and um, entertainments and puppets and all that kind of thing are on the playbill scattered around and and, and magic as well uh, then uh, she comes back out again and in her hand is a cardboard box uh, and she quite a heavy looking cardboard box um, it comes over to you right get as rid of as, as many of these as you can today and um, talk it up uh, tell people who's on have a look at the flyers um, and uh yeah, we'll see how the ticket runs go, and you can have, let's say, ooh, I'll give you a penny for every ten tickets we sell. Hmm. Hands you, hands you the box. So I'll, I'll, I'll grab the box, but place it down at my feet. Um, I should have written this down. What was her name again? Essie. Essie. Um, okay, so flash a smile um, and say, now Essie. By the way, I'm going to enact my always has to haggle trait. Um, <laughs> attempt to, anyway. Uh, now, see, I appreciate you don't know me from Adam, but trust me when I say I can sell your tickets and I'm going to be humping this box up and down this hill. I will go places none of your other salesmen are going to get. I'm going to stack your theatre out so busy like you've never seen it. Now, all I'm asking for is instead of a penny per ten, let's do a penny per five. And I guarantee I will sell out your theatre. Okay, love. Couple of things here. One is, save it for the punters. Other is... <laughs> nice. <laughs> other is, prove it. You do well today, I'll up the rate tomorrow. Hmm. I like you, Essie. That seems like the kind of business I can enjoy myself in. Though my rate may go up tomorrow, just to warn you. I think that's what I just said, wasn't it? Let's see how you do. So I'm going to pick up my box, um, and with a, with again, little Vern's little knowing wink and a smile, um, head off back towards, um, yeah, back towards the entrance to Lantern Side, sort of find find the busier, more well-to-do area of the town. Okay. Right, um, we'll cut back to um, somewhere in the smoke. Um, we have uh, Reg is wandering his way down through the clouds of, of smoke and steam and sort of oily smells to find a small 
building, and yet you find the building. Uh, in, uh, if that's what you're oh, waiting for, yeah, I assume that's yeah, where you're uh, going. I mean, I'm still taking taking okay. it all in, and uh, but yeah, I shall uh, potter down there with my satchel and uh, uh, find find the the appropriate address. Okay. And yeah, well, you find yourself in discussion with a gentleman uh, or a gentle rat, even. Uh, you find yourself in discussion with a gentle rat called Otis, um, who uh, is very interested in the fact that uh, you might have some skills with an engine um, or skills with the mechanics at all, and rather like um, what's happening at the other end of um, Flotsam. Um, right, son, uh, prove it. Go on. Look, here, I've got this, um, this number five here. Um, needs a bit of work. Um, it's coming for for a bit of repair. Uh, you think you can do something with it? You take a look. Yeah. Oh, I shall uh, roll up my sleeves and uh, uh, have a peruse of it. What sort of an engine is it? Okay. Uh, to your relatively untutored eye, um, it looks like another um, device which is fueled off ember. Um, there is a space for uh, an ember crystal. Um, it looks like it's turning um, somehow, possibly through steam, but you'd need to spend a bit of time studying. Um, it looks like it's it's turning uh, the ember crystal into a, a rotary force. So uh, it's got a, a, a socket for a, a crankshaft of some sort coming off the side. Um, and uh, it's a box that's probably um, about two and a half feet tall um, by yeah probably two, two and a half feet in all, all dimensions so it's a fairly chunky little um, little engine okay right um, I'm gonna have a have a memory as I uh, look at this engine and uh, suddenly a thought pops up in my mind of uh, uh, cast my mind back and opening a brand new Meccano set, uh, and it's a new thing. It's it, it's it's very exciting, and uh, I remember getting all the bits out and discarding the instructions and trying to piece things together the way the way that I want to do um, using using long slender fingers, actually not paws, but um, uh, but uh, as I'm doing that and uh, trying to. Uh, create something completely uh, completely different um, another voice comes in a uh, girl's voice and uh, she says can I play too yeah yeah Lucy look can you can you help me with this and she joins in and together we start creating uh, a little car uh, with little working bits and things uh, and we work together really, really well, and uh, cooperate. Uh, but the memory, the memory fades, and I'm left with a, an unfamiliar engine. But uh, distinct feeling that, uh, that that I'm a very fast learner. Okay, and that... but, e- but easily distracted. Okay, and is that the uh, the the trait that you've got in there? Yes, Something that's of... that's the trait I was going. You're for. You're looking for fast learner, are you? Yes. All right. I figure that easily distracted is the flip side of that. Okay. So it's a sort of fascination with the new. Yes. Um, yeah. Fine. All right. Um, well, I, uh, I think we should probably put it down as fascination with the new. Okay. Um, because that will give you a bonus to um, uh, not only learn it quickly, but also uh, get distracted by it. I think that's fine. Yes. Yeah, that works. Uh 
Fab, so um, what do you want to try and make of this engine? Um, well, I'm going to figure out how it works and then figure out what's wrong with it because it must be um, in here for a reason. Okay, this isn't easy um, because it's a tech really no. that you've only come across once. Um, you did relatively well with it before and you are a fast learner. Um, you have another trait to bring to bear on this as well, I think, don't you? Uh, I'm good at jury rigging things, so if I can identify what the problem is, then I can probably cobble a fix. Okay, well it depends whether you want to repair it properly or, properly or cobble a fix. Uh, well, it would be nice to repair it properly, but obviously I think that would... That would perhaps require a more full understanding of it. Okay. It was more your need to know what makes things tick, uh, I think, might come into Oh, that, that one, yes. As well. Um, okay. Uh, in which case, I'm going to make you roll uh, a thing. I'm going to make mm -hmm. you... Uh, as I said, this is quite a difficult thing to do. Um, it's an unfamiliar engine. Uh, it's going to be an eight uh, to do. It is... Uh, however, I think with a combination of your traits, you can probably have a plus four on that. Okay. Uh, I rolled an eight, so I got a twelve. Perfect. Excellent. All right. Um, tell me what you want to achieve then. Um, describe how you get it going. Okay. Well, I shall um, poke around, spin, spin the bits that move, uh, try to like, figure out the relationships between uh, everything, uh, uh, identify that there's a, uh, there's a there's a shaft that's become unseated from uh, where it needs to be uh, because uh, there's a clamp holding it in that's that's broken. Uh, identify that. Uh, uh, ask the chap if he's got a spare, uh, whilst also casting around for sort of a, a temporary fix that that might might work. Ah, well, that's uh, well spotted there. Um, yeah, let, let me have a look balls the thing and then um, heads off into the back uh, into a, a pack of boxes that he's got through there while you work away at it. Yes. Um, there is one obvious thing missing which is there ain't no crystal in it. Ah well. Shall I try popping my crystal in there? Okay are you repairing it first or are you just putting well, it in to see what happens? No 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 uh, first first uh, I would I mean if, I'll wait for him to come back with a spare. Okay. Um, if, if he's got one. Yep. If he hasn't got one yeah, um, he he doesn't. It turns out uh, he he'll need to order the part. You might not actually, because you've got one of these. Look, I find it like a, a scrap of metal that I found on, on the bench. And I quickly sort of uh, bend and twist that into the the right shape that it needs to be. Can we just uh, pop a small hole in there? Does he have a drill in here? Yes, he does. Excellent. Well, I'll pop over to the to the drill. That seems that seems familiar to me somehow. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll drill a little hole in the end and then uh, replace the uh, broken clamp with this new one. Okay, you do that. He stands back a bit, looking. Uh, uh, he, he was sort of as as you made your way to the drill. He was sort of, uh, but no, you were there. You just did it. You went back, and he sort of stand, looks looks quite impressed actually. Right. Um, and then you yeah. you're taking your own crystal out, are you? Yeah, fit fit that. Pop, take my crystal out, pop it in, turn the thing on. Low power. Gently. Okay. See what happens. Um, it starts to um, hum very slowly, um, starts to buzz, and then starts to turn. Um, and it 
so it's it's humming away. As I said, the the Ember engines don't really make the same noise as the engines you're used to. They're much quieter. They're sort of purring. No, along. no. Um, but yeah, it, it all is working very well. Um, he's looking at you most strangely, actually. Well, you know your stuff, it seems. Where did where did you get hold of her? An ember? Is it tagged? Tagged? What's that mean? Oh, are they are they uh, controlled? You mean you didn't get that from the Kindlers? Did you steal that? I salvaged it from uh, from the raft belonging to the rat who saved our lives. He's gone now. Right. All right. Um, don't show that around, lad. Oh. Do the Kindlers, uh, like to keep tabs on all They're the, uh, very the embers strict. in the city? They're very strict. Uh, they'll be checking up something that's unlicensed or not where it should be. They they don't like that. Oh, right. Uh, thanks for the tip. I've got one here. He heads over to what, t- what turns out to be a safe... Um, at the back of the um, room and, oh, right. and opens it and inside that um, there are uh, four uh, ember crystals and he takes takes one out and carries it over to, to you and you can see unlike yours there is a uh, a, a little steel um, disc on it um, with an embossed number on it see oh yeah well, I wonder where Topher got his from if it wasn't licensed interesting I'll shut the machine down and uh, and wrap my ember back up. Tuck it in my satchel. Uh, be careful. Uh, not only uh, is the kindlers a problem, but people will have that off you. Yeah, I I I got that it was valuable, but it was so useful. Where did they come from? Well, <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. Kindlers hand them out. Um, as far as I know, somewhere up in the Dominion, somewhere someone found them. Um, but it's, as far as I've known, Kindlers have always had them, years and years. Um, I don't know if they make them. I don't know if they, you know, refill them when they die. Um, <laughs> as, oh, as, they die. Well, run out. You know, the, the light. Yeah. The light goes out of them. Doesn't happen often, but it does happen. Oh. Yeah, they are fascinating. Okay. So, what do you think? Um, oh well, yes. I mean, uh, no problem at all. Um, yeah, you can, you can. Yeah, uh, you can work for me here. That's uh, yeah. Uh, I'd be very, oh, very happy to have you. That's a relief. Thank you, Otis. Uh, no, no, no problem. I was problem. kind of, was kind of worried what might happen if I couldn't find somewhere to work. No, no, somebody of your skills. That's not a problem at all. You, it's, it's, uh, well, are you free tomorrow to start? Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got no other plans. I mean, my, what about my friends? I mean, I know some of them are a bit unsure what they can, what they can do for a living. Are they uh, got your sort of skill? No, I don't think so. They, they, they have other talents. But um, uh, I can't really use anything other than a, a no, no, an engineer for now. And this will be temporary, mind, because I'm I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, that Albert is better in the next few days. But I'm sure we can use you for a few days now. Yeah, I hope 
hope it, hope it gets better soon. But um, so for when this wooden chip runs out, what happens if you? Yeah, if I haven't got a permanent. <laughs> You need something permanent. Well, look, I'll tell you what, with the skills that you've got, I'm, I can certainly take you on for a couple of days, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll get some ears out and, and see if there's somebody else who can use you, and I, I can I can give you a word. So um, yeah, I'm sure we'll find you something. Okay. Thanks very much, Otis. Right, well, I'll see you here tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Nine sharp. Oh, how do I tell the time here? Ah, uh, <laughs> you could look at a clock. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I don't have, I don't have a watch. Well, maybe that's hmm. something you work your way up to. Um, where are you staying? Uh, oh, I don't know. D right. Well, I've, right. I've only just arrived today. Is there somewhere? Okay. Um. Hmm. Well, you can sleep in here, I suppose. Um, we can make up. A Make up a bed at the back. Uh, can't be forever, though. A couple of days, maybe. Oh, thanks very much. I might, I might be able to stay with my friends, but we'll see. All right. Thanks All for right. the offer. Well, uh, at the very least, I expect you nine tomorrow. Right, you are. All okay. right. And I shall, I shall toddle off back, back up out of the out of the smog and. Um, uh, what sort of, as I come out of the uh, smog towards the edge of the smoke, uh, what sort of time of day is it? Um, how would you tell? Uh, well, it's been it... fog, thick fog all day, and uh, the brightest you've seen it, it was it was um, not very bright at all. The lanterns were still lit, and now it's starting to dim again. But oh, there's really very little daylight at all. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Um, okay. In that case, as I pass the guards on the way out of the smoke, I'll just, uh, just ask them if there's uh, if there's any like where I can find clocks in this city. One, one looks at you, most kind of puzzled, and well, there's a clock in the harbour office. Uh, there's clocks in most houses. There's yeah, well, I bells. I'm new in. I don't have a house, you see. Don't have a house. Well, you better find yourself a house. I uh, don't want it to end up in ruin. Um, well, the Harbour Master's office has a clock atop. OK. I'll use that. Thanks. I shall head on back down to the yards and... OK. And, yeah, uh, the building that you were all sat in does indeed have a small uh, uh, clock set above the main door. OK. Cool. That's good. As long as I know where I can uh, where I can check to... Find out all the time. Um, by the time you get back down there, it is four o'clock. Right. Meanwhile, Enid is in a tavern. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Enid, you pushed your way through past the leather curtain um, into the back room of this tavern. Um, uh, it is fairly dark in here. There's a set of stairs up to your right. Uh, wooden staircase um, to your left there is a, a, a couple of tables um, where it looks like other people have been sitting um, drinking um, there's no sign of gentry um, you can hear voices from upstairs uh, I'll have a quick scan around the room see what I can find yeah um, a couple of abandoned mugs of uh, mugs of drink 
there is a door which looks like it might lead through maybe to the kitchens on this level below the staircase um, otherwise there's the stairs up and, and not a lot else uh, a few stools kicking around I'll just very tentatively poke my nose through the door into the kitchen so as not to attract attention in case there's anybody there okay you can smell uh, fish um, and it looks like there's somebody clattering away in the uh, at the back of the okay, kitchen. Okay, I'll leave that be, uh, and head very, very quietly upstairs, and follow okay. the sound of the voices. Okay, and you're trying to get close enough to hear, but for them not to realise you're there. I'm going to make you roll the dice, Ooh. and for this, uh, what trait are you planning to use, uh, if, probably, if any? Probably my part of the scenery, kind of. That's, yeah, that's sure. Stealthy. Yeah, yeah, that works. So um, the difficulty um, is going to be six. I'm going to give you a plus two. Oh, okay. Yes, five. Okay. Um, You tentatively work your way up the stairs. uh, And when you you don't do a sort of uh, rhythmic climbing of the stairs you you creak in in little kind stuff of, on the edges not um, the middle just in case of creaks yeah yeah yep. <laughs> work your, your way up to the door which is slightly open and you sit on the top step um quietly listening and inside um you can hear uh, two voices um you're not sure how many people are in the room but there's two voices definitely speaking one of them is gentry's it's hard to make out quite what they're saying but every so often you hear words from gentry things like but that's exactly what i'm saying a, a, a proposal, if you like, because and then it goes a bit quiet again, and then, and yes, I'm sure, sure we can. No, I don't know that. Yes, I realise, but I, I think we can find a, and it sort of dims out and, and, and comes in again, and, and come to some accommodation, and then there's this silence, and then a, a rumbling, um, deeper voice responding quite sternly. Um, and quite slowly um, and um, I would say a little disapprovingly um, and Gentry is, is kind of clearly he's playing the weak hand here uh, and trying to bluster to, to, to keep himself uh, talking sit and continue listening for a little bit see if anything else is said okay uh, so again, you catch things from Gentry. Like, you can do that. I, I didn't realise that was possible. I, I, I see. Um, uh, well, who, who do you need? Oh, <sighs> honestly. Well, I suppose we'd have to have something in writing. Um, and and that carries on. And while you're listening there, sitting in the dark, kind of just mm, focusing really on that sound. Um, closing your eyes for a moment to, to focus on it um, and you can hear the bar below the, the noise from the bar below and the clattering from the kitchen um, and there's a funny kind of feeling you're very warm suddenly you're sort of warm around your your, your chest and, and the, the tip of your nose um, and when you open your eyes again there is a moment of Gold. There's a moment where everything in the the air in front of you is 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 glittering, like a, a golden dust, and then dissipates very rapidly. It's a very strange thing. 
Um, it, it almost feels magnetic, like it's pulling yourself towards it a little bit, and then it, it, it vanishes. I don't like that. <laughs> End of episode. Please do join us for the next episode in which our rats meet some new friends, courtesy of Gentry. Flotsam is a game by me, Ian Thomas. Our players are Jay Britton, Amelia Tyler and Chris Payne. Editing was by Chris and Ian, sound effects were by Ian with help from the lovely people at Freesound, and the music was composed by Ian. You can find out more about us and about the game at the website flotsam.city.